and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is the founder of Kelly Copeland Ministries, Kelly Copeland. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker, and yes. welcome everyone to Grace Street. Hi we have there. a great show today, yeah, and I hope too. that wow. you will just, be, I know you're going to be blessed. Yeah. Kelly Copeland is in the house, yes. and she's the author of a new book called Awake to His Presence. This is a, a wonderful book. It's incredible. I think this it's is a, one of Lori's favorites. I love it, love it. I love it, Kelly. I really do. It, first of all, Thank you for coming and being here. It's an yeah. honor to have you. We love you. We, we love your family. We love you. And it's just, this is really amazing. And this is a devotional, everybody. Ladies, listen to me before we, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but every single woman, and men too, of course, but every single one of you, you're going to want to, you're going to devour this because Kelly, not only is it a devotional, which I love devotionals, Kelly, but not only is it a devotional, but it's what I would say interactive, but it, you, you get to write in here and, mm -hmm, I love and that. Kelly guides us and, and leads us. And so, you know, I, I got the books to, to look at it and study it, but now I want to devour it and write all my thoughts and everything in here as well. So thank you. This is amazing. Kelly Copeland is the founder of Kelly Copeland Ministries and also the host of the weekly talk show called Kelly. Kelly. Thank you. She's also known to families of all ages as uh, Commander Kelly and the Super Kid Academy. Mm -hmm. You'll never awesome. get over that, right? I don't know if I want to. If they keep <laughs> looking at you, going, "You're Commander Kelly," and yes. they don't think, "Now who? You're in, you're a grandma now." <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they just the kids keep coming and they keep connecting, That's and awesome. then I have now. Uh, parents and grandparents who it's weird to have kids who were super kids now have kids yeah and so i'm sort of commander grandmother <laughs> I, love I don't it. know it's kind of strange but awesome. cartoons are my idea for you know just to, the fountain of youth to be cartoons future <laughs> of you know of your children's work i um i still do an article once a month for the KCM for mm -hmm. Kenneth Copeland Ministries, where I do have a full-time job there too. But um, I, we have a script and ideas for a movie and series oh. that we're wanting to produce, and we're, we believe we're going to get that, not only the go-ahead, but the finances You've yes. to do uh, yes. more projects for today's kids. Yes. You've written several books. One of them is uh, Protecting Your Family in Dangerous Times. And then this new book is just out now, Awake to His Presence. This, this is the one Lori has been reading and just loves it. And uh, uh, the open door to s the secret place. Yes. Amen. So you want to tell us a little bit about the book before I get to your interview? Sure, because I think it's important to know that I always feel a little phony-ish with my name on the front because these are the encounters that I had with the Lord. Yeah. Mm. And when it had happened like three or four years, and then he began to talk to me about 
putting them in a book form for other people. So they're really done in a way where it's what he says yeah. with space for the reader to yeah. write what he says mm -hmm. to them yeah. and also prompts to cause them to come up with things out of their heart because yeah. I think the prompts are important. It wasn't okay. even planned to do prompts until the last edits. I'm like, this is missing something. And I went back through it and I felt like the Lord would give me things like, Lord, when I read this, I feel like dot, dot, dot. And um, because if we want to have these real true conversations, yeah. because I've talked to the Lord my whole life and he's yeah. talked to yes. me at times and been very important, but I really never had had on purpose conversations yeah. with him like I would it hit me one day in the middle of writing some things, like not for the book, but just mm -hmm. him and me, him talking. And I'm like, you're my human. You're my yeah. human in the Godhead that I should be having exchange with that's yeah. personal to me. And it, I found out it'd be personal to him. So if we really want him to open up to us mm. or to change us, we've got to come to those deep secret places yeah. where, like a therapist, he asks us questions and talks to us yeah. about, who we are Amen. and shows us things. So I found when I started sharing my feelings with him, it got mm. deep real fast. Mm. You come from a family with deep, deep roots in Christianity. Yes. What was it like to grow up? Your father's Kenneth Copeland, mm -hmm. your mother's Gloria Copeland. What was it like to grow up in that family? I cannot think of a better upbringing. Honestly, they are so true. They truly are at home, uh, it, whether they're traveling or just at home. They are who they portray. Mm -hmm. They do man. what they say. Yeah. So people said, man, I wish I'd had your dad to talk me through hard times. I'm like, well, you know, there's all of his messages. That's it's right. the same one. That's <laughs> exactly what I got. If I came to him and needed help, I'd right. get the... I mean, maybe with a little more hugs and compassion, you know, but <laughs> yeah. um, the word, it yes. was always the word. And I think I told my dad after all, all this uh, things had happened in my life, because um, the Lord started doing this when I was in a real broken place. And out of that came who my real identity. Mm. Um, and so I told him, I said, well, I learned who Jesus was in me at your feet. Mm. And I said, I learned who no, I learned who I was in Jesus, who I am in Christ. Yeah. I learned yeah. at your feet, Dad. You, who you, he is in me, I learned at his feet. Yeah. You've been through brokenness. And what does brokenness do for a person? I mean, so many broken people out there. Yeah. And God uses broken people. He does. Yes. I mean, Lori and I, we used to say we're two cracked pots because <laughs> we're just both broken, broken. But God's put two broken people together and and restored us, and we have a house full of kids. Well, you know, 15 probably, and cho grandchildren. And so God restored. Yes, he did. But the brokenness makes us more sympathetic to all the people out there that are hurting, I think. Well, you realize... I think for me, well, brokenness won't do squat for you if you don't come to Jesus. That's I mean, right. there's a lot of broken people out there, and right. they go to hell broken. That's right. And some of them mm. even go to heaven broken, yeah. Yeah. you know? But that place of, I think for me, knowing so much about the Word, about how to walk and live by faith, and, it, and all of that had always worked just like, I mean, I've had two children raised up from the brink of death, and I mean, just, just standing on the Word, but... 
there just came this place. I think it was a place in my life, but I also think it's a place in time where what we know, no matter what area we may be just so confident in the Lord in, whether it's in his presence or in the move of the Holy Spirit or whether it's in the word of faith or in the word of God, wherever you are really grounded, I feel like we've come upon a place in time where we must have more of a together unified view of Jesus and who he is. Because wherever I don't know is where Satan's going to kick my rear end, right? (laughs) And I felt like I remember crying out to the Lord. I was getting a divorce. This happened before I began to get a divorce, but it was even prior to that when, you know, that hard time when you don't know what you're going to do, when you're standing for God for your marriage or your life or for whatever it is. And you come to that place and you make a decision about how to move forward. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But the prior when it's just so confusing yeah. when you're living in a relationship or in a, a marriage that is just, it's hurtful and broken. Yeah. And I, I was broken. I was, it just begins to tear up your identity and the fabric of who you are to, to live like that. And I just, it was a really hard, hard time. And I've never had a time in my life where I didn't come to Jesus Right. Because of my life where I was so stable. Yeah. Was still stable. Yeah. My faith in God, my faith in his word. But I cried out to him and I said, I was just crying. I think there's something wrong with my soul and I don't know anything about it. And I think that moment of realizing there's more that you need to to learn, to grow. There's, I don't have enough. I need more of you. It opened up a door in me for him to come in and talk to me about who I was, um, about who, where I I started talking about how he diagnosed Martha. Mm. He diagnosed Peter, you know, and even how he diagnosed Martha, you don't really see her making a correction in the word about what he said to her. Mm -hmm. You're busy about a lot of things, but you're troubled about a lot of things. You're busy, busy, but you're troubled about a lot of things. And so that's where he just took that space and he opened up you know, what was wrong with me? So broken, really, I think when I was broken, my heart was broken up in a place where I had some ground that was open for seed. Yeah, there it is. Open for seed of the word to go in and something new. I think the greatest message you have is God doesn't just don't throw you away if you're broken. No. He mends broken people. Yeah. He uses broken people. And when you go through something, you're able to Tell other people. That's right. I mean, Lori and I was, you know, both of us have been broken people. And uh, he didn't throw us away. That's right. He restored Lori, destroyed, restored me. Yes. And Thank you, Jesus. You know, a lot of people would throw us out. Mm-hmm. You know, your dad was one of the pastors or ministers who loved me through my whole, you know, I went through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, I was, went to prison and all kinds of things. And your dad always was there for me. Yeah. And when I got out of prison, your dad was one of the first ones to reach out to me. And your dad has always helped me. And I don't know if people even know Kenneth Copeland and all the things he's done. Yeah. You know, That's right. in fact, I'm tell you one more story about your dad, if you don't mind. <laughs> because he was, Lori and I, uh, oh, yeah. I was, you know, Billy Graham came to see me in prison and I love the Graham families. And Lori and I was invited to go to the funeral, Billy Graham's funeral. Mm-hmm. And we were at, uh, 
we're in Texas somewhere. What? Daystar. We were on Daystar. Daystar. We were right there in our backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we just couldn't get there. There was just no way. And then the airport was closing. So we couldn't even go on a commercial airline the next day. To get back to Because they they closed them all because the president was going to be there. Mm. And so your father let us, we, we were right there in Texas, so we went to your place, your dad's place, mm-hmm. and his pilot, you know, flew us to the, the, the funeral, and so we Ricky got to be there. Us. It was like midnight, one in the morning, greeted us there, wasn't yeah. that right, Rick? And it was just a three Do you remember five. that, Ricky? I do, yes, I do, uh, vividly. It was, a, it was a blessing and an honor, because we wouldn't have been able to make that. A oh, no, if it wasn't for that. No, your dad made that possible for That's us right. to be there. So. Well, the, you guys are very loved in our family. And just, I really, just if I could say here that I love your courage. I love your vision and tenacity. You have enough vision for, like, the rest of the body of Christ, I think. <laughs> it's the truth. Um, true. I love that. I had Lance Wall now on my Kelly show last year, and he talked about convergence when, you know, people don't, only 20% of the body of Christ ever, like of the ministers in the body of Christ ever reach real convergence where you're really truly doing what you were put on this earth to do with power and understanding and uh, fullness. And he said, because these things happen and they reach this pinnacle and then they, something happens and they have to come back up. And he just said, people quit and people get discouraged and they don't keep going until they get it all. Right. And I think about you with that, like that, this place where God's timing and the two of you and your ministry and your understanding of what it takes to build from the ground up and to do it again with his help. Because the first time you did it, you probably didn't know how much you needed him. Mm -hmm. And then when you do it again, you realize you had to do that, God, because I was spent. Yeah. And you did it with him and his grace and power. And that gives you something that you never have the first time around. Yeah, you know, right. when you're working I'm, internally, yeah. you're feeling like, man, I'm really kicking it. Yeah. But then, you know, God just did this yes. in this grace. And that's so needed yeah. to really give a full gospel ministry and power to people mm-hmm. so that, Amen. you know, it's not just you. And, you yeah. know, he said, if I can't anoint, if I can't take care of you in your weakness, right. Right. then I can't really anoint your strengths wow. because you won't know who it is. But something about being broken and him yeah. healing you and putting you back together mm-hmm. to a different person mm-hmm. lets mm-hmm. you know it is him. It is. Kelly, you talk about how Jesus sees us. Mm-hmm. and What is different about the way he sees us? You know, one of the things that I realized was our identity is in his words in his voice. I had a friend of mine uh, verbalize that, and it, and it hit me that all these words, when he spoke to me, I found out who I was yes. when he speaks. And so when he sees you, he sees you a certain way. For example, one day I was just sitting on my sofa, and I was having that morning time, writing in my, <laughs> I've turned all my mini devotionals into a, a note, you know, this, where they're all in here now, but I had stacks of these yes. journals. And I was in my time with him, and he started telling me who I was. He said, you're, you know, you're this, you're this, you're this. And one of the things that he said to me was, you're capable. And I'm just writing that you can mindlessly write when he's talking to you and your head doesn't get in the middle of it. Right. So he said, you're capable. And I wrote that down and burst into tears. (laughs) And I did not realize how deep 
mm. and massive that bubble inside my soul was for these words of you're incapable because I had been told you're incapable of this, you're incapable mm. of that, you're just incapable of doing this, that, or the other. And you don't realize years later that that really was speaking my identity. That lie was telling me yes. I was incapable. And when he told me the truth, it oh, burst that bubble. Yes. Oh. I started crying that oh. he said I was capable. Yes. And it began to affect what I thought about myself because of what he said. So how he sees us, when he has a chance to speak that to us, yeah. then our heart will believe that. That's how faith comes when that rhema word yes. from the inside will right. drive out the lies on the inside. Yes. And I began to see all the little lies that Satan had wow. planted in my wow. heart. Exactly. Even though I'm believing what the word says right. in my head, my soul is saying something else quietly where I, I can't in my conscious mind hear it. Right. And that causes us to be unstable, double-minded because yeah. we got two fountains coming out. Yeah. That's right. But he That's shut powerful. that one down That's and he right. brought to life that I was capable. Amen. And it was after that, that I started a ministry, that I finished the wow. book, that, you know, all these things just start Amen. changing in your outer life. Oh. When the when what he sees you as begins to come yeah. apparent to you yes. and it starts to come out. Amen. Pretty God amazing. really loves us. He does. Yeah. Jesus died on the cross for us. For our humanity. Yes. yes. Not that for our perfection. Right. That's right. Mm. For our humanity. Wow. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this special message. I want to thank you for watching the Jim Baker Show today. We want to encourage you to stand with us. If you want to support a message of the last days, we bring great men and women of God, the prophets of God, to this program every day. We need to stay on the air till Jesus comes. I need your support today. That monthly giving will keep us on the air. Times are tough, but God's people can make anything happen. With God in, in unity, we can bring miracles to pass. A dollar a day Many are joining that club right now. We also have the Jubilee Club at $50 a month. And then we have my club, the President's Club, at $100 a month. I need your support. Pray about becoming a monthly partner. We are totally in the last days, but we must keep the message of the gospel going forth. We need your support, and I pray that if you have the ability today to give a one-time gift to keep the devil away and to meet our budget this month, we need help desperately. I'm going to personally, for my Social Security, I'm going to give a $1,000 gift today to the ministry. And I hope someone will join with me and give that one-time gift as well. But these monthlies will keep us going till Jesus comes if you'll just do that. So call me right now, 1-888-988-1588. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. And now let's get back to the show. Can I ask you a, a question? Uh, it's not in my, I always have <laughs> notes, but I don't use them half the time. But your dad is so famous. He is a, a legend, really. 
what would you say your dad has affected you as a person living with such a great man of God? You know him as a human being because he's your father. And you do look like him. You do. <laughs> Kelly, look in that. Yes, look right there. Let's look at her. <laughs> she does. Oh, she's beautiful. so beautiful. She's so yes, darling. She and look. Yeah. Oh, I love that picture. Wow. You do. I do oh. look like him. You do. You do. And he's very a, handsome. So. <laughs> he is very handsome. And I want to say this. He's one of the great singers of our time. <gasps> yes. He is. he is. He doesn't sing enough, really, I don't think. He has a beautiful, and so strong for 87. Yeah, so Such strong. A strong voice. Oh, he's Such 87. A, yeah. That's encouraging. Is he 86 or 87? I don't know. I His birthday's in, in I December. Think I think it's yeah. 87. Mm -hmm. So what is, how, how has he affected you? What, what do you, would you say he imparted into you? I think that all parents, we could take a, a clue from this. But yeah. when we were, when I was a kid, we were learning to watch our words. And we kind of all learned it at the same time. John and I were little, and they were learning from Brother Hagen yes. to how you speak. It's not just what you say in church or what you say when you pray, but right. it's what you say all the time that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. My mother says inconsistency lies the power. Yes. So changing how you speak, um, speaking what you want, not what you have, like words of faith. And declaring things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I learned that. And so when we were all learning how to change our confession, we, they allowed us to correct them. And in our house, when I was little, it was, well, that's your confession, and I believe every word of it. So then the person that made a bad confession would go, no, 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 and uh. then correct it. But as I grew up, I watched them live that. So when I wanted something... Um, it, if I wanted, I remember I wanted a bike and a horse, all the normal things yeah. kids want. <laughs> and I would go tell my parents, and every single time, every single time, my dad never said, well, I don't have the money for that, or I can't, don't have a place to put a horse, or he didn't say, or I, he didn't even say, I don't want a dog. You know, when I wanted a dog, <laughs> it just, he would always say, Go talk to the Lord about that. Yeah. Wow. Go do your prayer petition. Sow a seed. I'll agree with you. But and I would we would write it out. Wow. So people have heard the stories about how God okay. gave us boats and God gave me a horse. And then the next day someone called and said, somebody called and said, God said this is Kelly Copeland's horse. It was a thoroughbred race horse. Wow. Um God. Tim Tim was the Kentucky Derby winner was this a uh, grandsire to this horse that wow. I was given as a 12-year-old. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. And, um, so then the next day after somebody gave the horse, someone called and said, Brother Copeland, I have a ranch just outside town. If you ever need anything, <laughs> if you ever need a place to house a horse. Or, I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh. But God met Give God your horse taught and a place for it. Yes. <laughs> taught you that as a child. He did. And as I, and as I grew up, and my, I had two daughters. One had, was in a, I mean, I have five kids. So yes. I have more than two daughters. Yeah, we have to talk about the kids. One daughter right? was in a car wreck and wow. just about died. Yeah. They said she wasn't going to make it. And another one had meningitis. But I remember that first tra tragic thing like that where my daughter was laying in the ICU and they said she wasn't going to make it. And I remember praying over her, and the same thing for my daughter that they said we're going to make it that had meningitis. Yeah. I remember thinking in my head, God, you've got me. You bought me my bicycle. You <laughs> oh. gave me every car I ever drove. I never had a car payment because I, that's how I thought. You don't, I didn't need one. I knew how to go to God and receive by faith something yeah. to bless that I wanted. 
And um, so yeah. when I'm sitting there in the hospital, I remember thinking, you did all of that down to a horse and a boat. Yeah. Why would you not give me my daughter? Yes. Yeah. It was such a secure place because it was a way of life. Now, I know you face this too. People don't like hearing that you believed for a car or house or any of that. But if you flip that upside down, this is the thing that I wish people understood. To say, I'm not going to believe God for that, but you'll go to a bank for it. Right. You're not saying that God didn't want you to have it. You're just saying, I'm not going to go to God for it. And why would we not? That's right. Why would we not practice so those non-essential, you know, so it's a car. We all have to have a car. Yeah, we do. It doesn't do God any good for us to have a terrible car or a beat, beat up car. It doesn't serve his purpose. It serves his purpose for us to begin to look at him as our source. So yeah. all of that was not about prosperity yeah. as the way human, the way the world looks at it. It was really about prosperity in him is he is your supply yes. for all That's things. It. So in the yeah. thing where the world cannot give you back your daughter, the world cannot make a difference here in your life in a broken heart. Mm-hmm. So where you've practiced these non-essential things, mm. it comes back to you as a way of life when the chips are down and you're in big trouble. Yes. You know, he met you there in prison in a way. Absolutely. And you know who else? I, I, I think that you met you. Yeah. You met your real identity there with all the other stuff out of the way. God met you there and talked to you about who you really were, didn't he? And it breaks down those lies that Satan tells you yes. over the years. That's and, right. Um, wow. And he walked with me through it. Yeah. And I learned the Bible Dude. more than ever. And prison became, uh, you know, a privilege because I walked with God through it. And God, uh, you know, I actually received a doctorate after studying in prison. And the, uh, so one of the Bible schools gave me a doctorate because I've, I studied so much in the prison, and I had I took courses and all in that. So it, it was a good thing. Yeah. All things work together for good to those that love God, and Amen. it really, really works. Now, your new book, people can order it online, and if you go to our website and uh, you go to Harrison House, yes, that's right? right? Absolutely, Marcella? yes. We've partnered with Harrison House Publishing, and so you can go to our website, jimbakershow.com. You click on the Harrison House link, and you can order Miss Callie's book, Awake to His Presence, The Open Door to the Secret Place. It's a 30-day devotional that will help guide you. I love how you've written this. Truly, I believe it's time as the body of, of the Lord that, you know, many are asking God, Lord, give us an intimate relationship with you because as the days that we're living in, it's going to take us studying, deep, diving deep with the Lord, allowing him to go to those deep places in our lives, allowing the Lord to break down the walls that maybe you've been holding up. But now is the time, and even as I sat here, Miss Kelly, I began to read through just the openness of how you're asking from the Lord's perspective. Give me your cares. You know, I read in one of the chapters here, it says, wait for me. What are your concerns today? And this is as if God's asking you this. So it's going to allow you to Mm. go into a deep place. What are your concerns today? And I asked myself, I'm like, Maricela, what are your concerns today? I I heard the Lord here say that to me. And he says, can I have them? (laughs) 
there isn't a law I can do until you let me have your cares. And so you continue to go on. But even just opening that, I felt the presence of God. Because when you choose to go deep with the Lord, that is where true healing comes. There's so many who need healing. Mm -hmm. There's so many who are saying, Lord, I want that intimate relationship. And maybe you don't know how to get there. But that's what I love that you are truly, this is a book to equip us, to go deep, to go to places that maybe we've just don't even realize that we've put those walls up. And so I am excited for our viewers to be able to order this today. Go to the website, begin your encounter, begin that secret place with the Lord today. And you can do that by getting your hands on one of her books. This is brand new, Awake to His Presence, The Open Door to the Secret Place. And we guarantee that they'll come right to your house. And shipping from the manufacturing publishers. And uh, Harrison House. It'll, it'll be mailed directly to your home, uh, and, you know, they'll pay the, the shipping and everything. So you just go there to our website, and you can order all of our products there. And that's how we keep this ministry on mm-hmm. the air, is when you support it by this. Now, I, may I just interject real quick and say, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want to get more than one if you can. Yeah. And I already have in, in my brain... <laughs> I already know who, uh, there's so many people I want to yes. bless. This book right here, which is a, which is a devotional, it's a 30-day devotional. Right, Kelly? I actually don't want the word day to be day. Okay, 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 people, good. but it but is 30. a 30, and that's why I said yeah. it's encountered. That's yeah, not it, to correct you, but it does. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm like, fine. I don't want you to come back for any other reason. Yeah. yeah but good. that the last encounter you had with him makes you want more. Yeah. yeah and how he good. walked with you this week. Like, there were days when it was a week between or two weeks. Yeah, I mean, let's I face that. it, we get busy somewhere. Yeah. Not long ago I said oh Lord this month I have not met with you like I want to and I'm sorry and he goes do you realize that I was speaking to you all day Mm. we talked all day every Mm. day and I that moment I realized that what had started in the book is is communication carried over and now I'm just driving or I'm at the store Mm -hmm. or I'm at work and Mm -hmm. this this conscious conversation yes. with him was happening even though wow. I wasn't sitting on my sofa and, like I like to I do say, having it. So you. it does happen every yes. day. Yeah. Can I just say thank you for saying as a young mom who has mm. five a five year old, a seven year old, you know, there are those moments where the enemy does or even you're you're in business, you're running your ministry, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, but there are times where the enemy will try to bring that guilt. He'll try to bring that condemnation that we know that's not from the Lord. And so even you just saying that there's been so many times where I'm like, God, I'm trying to do it all, Lord. I didn't get a chance to go into that secret place, that closet. You know, you hear people, you know, even, you know, I've heard people where they're like, spend an hour with God every day. And I'm like, oh God, I'm on set. I'm I'm in soccer. I'm running the ministry, Lord, but all day. It's about that intimate relationship with God and knowing him. But this is why I say, even as I begin to read this, I'm like, it's so real. It's so real. And I want to thank you truly on behalf of my generation. Thank you, because there's all these young mothers that we're, we feel so, God, we want to do so many things for God. We have that desire. We're training up these little disciples in our home, and sometimes you feel a little torn, mm-hmm. you know? And so I want to just say thank you on behalf of the mothers, these young mothers who are rising up right now, that you're giving us tools, but you're making it practical, and you're teaching us that it's okay. It's an everyday thing. You make it a part of your everyday life. Well, I'm so grateful to him for his grace toward yes, us and yes. his power. You know, not just mercy for when we miss those times. Right. Because I know there's been times when he called me 
and I kind of half woke up and went back to sleep. I know I missed <laughs> yes. something that day, but yes. his mercy keeps chasing me. That's it. But the wow. grace, the power with every word you do capture, every yeah. word that you hear, that power to do differently, it increases. Yeah. And so I realized now that where I was so feeling so guilty over not spending an hour, mm -hmm. I'm now free to realize that I am with him and partnered with him 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I love that. Where Amen. those moments now where he'll say something and I'm just going about my day and he'll yeah. ask me a question. He goes, why did you just say that to that person? Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know. Tell me what's in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am a believing Lord. And even just in a moment, he can free you of something yeah. that's so rooted deeply that's just with a word wow. and a question. But I, you do have to present yourself at some point for him to have this open open door. Yes, and I it. think this is, will open the door to everything else mm -hmm. and to a real freedom with him and in him. It's what so it's good. done for me. I told him, I said, God, Jesus, you have to sit with these people. <laughs> that yeah. was my prayer for the book. If you don't sit with these people with this book, it's not going to do anything. And that's the thing I love is that's what Kelly, the we've heard, said. Kelly, we've so heard good. that there's the testimonies from this book. People have read it. And they've come to know Jesus more personally and have been, it's been amazing. Can you share any testimonies from the book? Yes, I, I mean, people have said that, just said that he sat with them, that he talked to them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, more than once, in fact, I'm, I can't even count the times people have either said personally or they wrote in a testimony and said, I wrote something that he said to me and turned the page and it was, verbatim on the next page mm. and what he's doing is he's confirming he will do these That's things right. to confirm that that yeah. is him talking and this one person said to me it was a guy actually I've had so many men tell me okay that okay he's Good. talking to yeah. them <gasps> and this one person said um he was writing in it and I mean I know this person and I was kind of surprised he was reading it but less <laughs> actually doing the writing in it and uh, he said I was, I was writing and I said to the Lord, you made me a warrior. And the Lord spoke back and he said, who told you that? Wow. That is like yes. earth break. Talk about broken up ground. That just, yeah. just blew open a oh, ground for mm -hmm. God to tell you something about your identity. Mm -hmm. So he said, uh, I don't know. And the Lord said, I made you. I think he said uh, that he was supposed to... Um, protect people, a protector. He was supposed to protect, be a protector. Can you imagine the yeah. gifts that are given to this person to be a protector, being used as a warrior? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you've got how Satan takes the gifts that are in us mm -hmm. and he will, with these lies internally, totally. cause these gifts to come out harmful to people. Yeah. So where you are gifted to be administrative, it, you this abandonment or whatever yeah. and your soul can come out and be controlling to people mm -hmm. or this where you were supposed to protect people with your strength right. and now you're warring against people with your strength wow. so just one little simple moment yeah and that was a testimony that i received from wow me. so i've had a lot of things like that like internal change and yes, discovery that only he knows what did that you mean when you said knows. that you felt like you were in hebrews 12 shaking <laughs> well, that shaking, I mean, I, I began, he began to change me. It started with, he showed me abandonment and then he began to show me rejection and all these things where he showed me the process with him to recognize something, rip out the lie yeah. 
and then put in the truth. So wherever deep, however deep the lie went in your life, and mm-hmm. that abandonment was when we were in a car wreck at mm. two. I was almost three. Wow. And he showed me how that abandonment came in. Okay, wait. You were two years old, almost three. And so, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Kelly Copeland has struggled with abandonment. I mean, that was my, my fear button, so to speak. You know, Gary Smalley used to talk about the fear button. Abandonment. Mm-hmm. So to think that you felt that way, well, I know it, it was it. rooted deep. Well, yeah, the, you know we it. think these things happen in adulthood. Right. But these little open pockets, like Jimmy Evans calls it a hurt pocket, right. they just keep collecting. So I realized I was reading a book, a mental health book. I was not reading it because of me. I was reading it because I was trying to get help for somebody, not for them, but help for me from them. I was reading this mental health book, and it mentioned abandonment and the, and the um, uh, symptoms, what you, the behaviors. That's the word I was yeah, the So the behaviors right. of abandonment. Right. And I'm like... Reading it, you repeat yourself, don't hear heard, all those abandonment uh, behaviors. And I thought, hmm, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Why do I do that? And I didn't ask the Lord that. I just ran. I mean, he heard me. Yeah. Six months later, I was listening to my dad tell the story of when we were in a car wreck. Mm. And he talked about putting me in a car with this woman. I didn't, we didn't know. She's going to take us to the hospital. And I've heard that story I can't even count. I don't even know. Hundreds and hundreds of times. And, but this one night, he said it six months after that, that thing. Oh, and I had been in a Caroline Leaf, Dr. Leaf session where she talked about receiving from the Lord what was the toxic thought you were believing. And I saw this image that was a reoccurring nightmare. And it was me between two monsters. Mm. I was like small and they were around, surrounding me. And so I didn't know what it was, but I just said, Lord, I give you that toxic thought. Thank you for showing me what it is because mm-hmm. oh, that's just what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I'd had that reoccurring nightmare as a kid. Mm. And so anyway, so here I am in this thing with my dad. And he says, I was going to put Kelly in the car and I was going to get, I put her in the car in the back seat and I was going to get in with her. And he always tells me, you know, she was in shock. I was going to get in with her. And I remembered that I had, couldn't leave the scene of an accident, so I turned around and went back. And just in that wow. moment, the convergence of the way he said it, what God was showing me, the Lord said to me, that's where abandonment entered mm. in. So it was a total lie. Wow. Wow. And that's why we can't say, well, I don't have that. We need to ask the Lord yes. what we yes. have because yes. Satan is tricky and yep. he doesn't start when you're 80, 18 no. or 20 no. to feed lies in right. your heart. Mm-hmm. He starts before you have language. Right. I did not have the language to wrap around what happened to right. understand it. So he injects that lie. And the minute the Lord said to me that phrase, I mean, that's where it came in. I saw the rest of that dream and I saw that straight that bench seat in front of me of that car. And it was Halloween night. So I don't know if those were two children or two spirits more likely Mm -hmm. because my dad didn't remember there being children in that car, but more likely two demonic spirits Mm -hmm. on that night where we had that almost fatal accident. Mm. And that abandonment, they said everyone in the car should have died but me. Wow. So Satan did have that plan to cause me to be an orphan. Wow. And that orphan spirit just made a home. Mm-hmm. And then that orphan spirit began collecting proof yeah. my whole life mm-hmm. with marriages, mm-hmm. with relationships, mm-hmm. yep. with how, you know, you yes. see yourself, you right. feel like this person's not listening to you or yeah. that. And wow. 
he make you make stuff up at that point. You're just yeah. making stuff up about yeah. what someone said because it has to go through that filter. Yeah. So that's how he, with that one thing, wow. Satan entered my life with that abandonment. Wow. With words and identity. That's our mind, will, and our emotions is where, especially in our emotions, where our identity is spoken into our life. Mm -hmm. So when we find that place in our soul for his words, mm -hmm. they begin to clean out all that stuff. Yes. Right. If that makes sense. Yes, yeah. it does. And I didn't learn these things from books. I did learn a lot from books sure. and reading and listening to people. But mm -hmm. most of the things that I have learned about the soul have been because God showed me things about my own life, mm -hmm. and then began to teach me how it works. Wow. The, the devil hates us. Absolutely. He's, He's after afraid us. He wants us. to destroy us. Wants mm -hmm. to but greater is he that's in us, if we know Jesus, yeah. than he that's in the world. And so there is warfare. Yeah. There's right now, there's terrible warfare in the world. Uh, in your encounter, you write about perfect love. Wow. Why is it so important Beautiful. for people to know that God loves us with a perfect love? Perfect love. Well, perfect love casts out fear. Yes. And when, he, when we have a place for that love, and I'll put it like this. When we have a place for the, his love to actually make a loop in our life, that's perfect. So his love to us begins to come in and scoop out. When we realize how he loves us, yeah. it exposes the lie that's in our heart. Yeah. And then that begins to cast that out. And it's the lies that are creating the external fear and emotion because mm -hmm. there's a lie down right. there that we're not loved. We're not good enough. That's a lie. He loves us unconditionally. unconditionally. But if we don't know that internally, then our soul is warring with what we know the Bible says and what we hear preached, it's warring with what was already in there mm -hmm. or what has been planted in there. But when it becomes perfect, it, that scripture about the perfect law of liberty, it's, it, it, it has to be you looking at what he thinks about you, that love coming back at you, and then that love beginning to come out. Yes. And that circle Absolutely. becomes the, his perfect love in you is the perfect law of liberty from looking at him. Yes. And of course, the word says that we look into that mirror and we begin to behold yes. that image. Mm -hmm. It's him. It but is. we begin to see ourselves as him, as one with him, and we begin to see his traits come in and take over and cast out the other things. So I think that perfect love requires a relationship yes. to receive. Absolutely. Amen. I love uh, what you, now let me just read this real quick, honey. Okay. okay. So just go to, you guys want to turn in your books here? Okay, page 120, 126. But Kelly talks about this. And this, I highlighted it. I wrote love up here. I love this. You wrote, my love alive in you is what lets you know I am your savior, king, provider, and source. That same love will love others well. Okay. Okay, that right there is so good. That same love that he loves us. And, and we, you just said it, that perfect love, that circle. Mm -hmm. We're able to love others well when we receive that love from him. Right. I've designed the days ahead to highlight my love in you. Yes, it will be a gift to others, but I want it first to be a gift to you. Wow. 
I love you first. Then you love others best. Wow. You'll see and revel in the difference my love makes. Mm -hmm. How he began to work that in me. Because I was always thinking, well, I know I'm loving with his love when right. difficult people or whatever. I'm gonna, but there was so much of me mixed in that because it had to filter again through all those hurts that that person had hurt me with. And I realized one day, I think this is what broke that open in my life. I realized how in the middle of all of the shaking, you asked me about the shaking. This is, this is what it looks like if yeah. you're going to join the shaking. Right. If you're going to yep. hold on to everything you've known and just, you're going to yep. shake with the building. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go down with it. Yeah. Yep. You know, but if you yeah. will like hold on to him, then he will just shake the stuff out of you that doesn't yeah. belong. But yeah. Satan's shaking. If you hold on to the structures you've built with his Satan's help, you're mm -hmm. going to get shook. Exactly. But with Jesus, I mean, you know, if you end up on the ground, yeah. our foundation is sure <laughs> you're right. going to be okay. Sheila Wall says yeah. he is very acquainted with the floor. Yeah. That's right. You know? And oh, I feel boy. like that's, that's where so I met good. him in this new way. Mm -hmm. But when I was in a service one day and the minister was talking, it was a youth service, and the minister was talking about the scripture where if you don't love Jesus first, yeah. then you have to love him and hate everything else in comparison. Mm -hmm. And True. I thought that's so harshly kind of in a sense, if you don't understand it worded, like you have to hate your family or um, that's not what that's saying. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. in that moment, the Lord spoke to my heart and I was convicted that I had not done that. And I didn't really stop and think about it that I had not done that. But when he said it, I realized, you know, I had loved my children first or, you know, I was married and I loved my spouse first or in some way preferring them mm -hmm. or in some way preferring mm -hmm. their good favor over his. Mm -hmm. And if you prefer someone else's good favor over the favor of the Lord, where you can't just obey what he's telling you to do, then you've got it out of order. And so I realized that and I said, Lord, I commit to you right now that I love you first. Yes. And yes. what he began to show me after that, not that day, but I realized that if I love him first, then my love also filters through his love to somebody else. Yeah. So if they don't come back loving me, if they don't respond the way I'd like them to, to my love, mm -hmm. if they don't my, my love is healthier, first of all, because you need nothing from them. That's right. Because your first response that's, of love back is right. his. That's so yeah. good. And he loves you no yes. matter what anybody thinks about you, right. what anybody, if they love you or don't love you, or if they enjoy being or want to come to your house, mamas, I'm speaking to you, whether yeah. they want to come to your house for Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner or not, does not hurt that place that wants to be loved. Because if you love Jesus first, yes. you can love them best. That's if I right. love him first, then my love is healthier because it's feeding through that. So but also, I know I'm loved. That yeah. I, no matter what somebody, and you just get to the place where you're not needful of them yes. affirming you. Exactly. With their love. Yeah. That's Because you right. are That's affirmed internally. Yeah. Our life happens internally. Yes. And it shows externally. That's right. So, wow. Excellent. So this morning in my devotions, I read through my prison Bible and I have it all marked up. And I, I was... When, one day in prison, I was reading from Haggai, chapter 2, verse 6. It says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once I, once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry lands, and I will shake all nations, 
and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill the house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former. And that was at our wedding. Right. 25 years ago, Kelly, can you believe it? 25 <laughs> years. I'm still having, I'm Yay. still, I'm just, yeah, getting. Like, One of the ministers read this. Do you remember? R.T. Kendall. So R.G. Kendall, and, he, and he's one of the great guys. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. So you talked about shaking, and, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of shaking going on in the world today. But God says, I'm going to give you peace yes. in the midst of that shaking. Mondo, this last few weeks, there have been a lot of earthquakes. Mm-hmm going on and the, you know Jesus said there'll be earthquakes in many places as a sign of his coming back and the earth is shaking and it's not to be afraid it's just to say the Lord is coming back is that right no absolutely we have seen Alaska shake in the last 24 hours mm -hmm. Chile and Argentina and this one here shocked me Virginia quake may be foreshocked for something bigger so you, you're right, things are shaking economically, culturally, everything is shaking politically, even the church is being shooken in a way that we've never expected, yet it all boils down to what you've been talking about. I think one of the greatest attributes that we have seen when something shakes, you become vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when you become vulnerable, you're ready to understand, to look at yourself and say, what did I do wrong with my relationship with God? What have I done to be able to grow? And I can tell you from a guy's perspective, uh, to be vulnerable is one of the hardest things as a man, let alone a woman, right? As a man, you've been taught you have to be strong. You don't cry. You have to pull it together. Be a man. Man up is the thing that a lot of Christians love to use. Yet when you man up so much that you cannot be vulnerable when something goes wrong or admit that something is wrong emotionally, and therefore we have more suicides in men mm. than any other time in history because mm. we manned up too much right. to the point where we became so detached. So when women need us, we don't know how to show up. We don't know how to show up when God needs us because we were told to men up so much. That, and that shook us Yeah. because the enemy doesn't tell you he loves you. The enemy tells you everything that is wrong with you. Right. But how do you know it's God? It's when you start hearing, I love you. You're important to me. Mm -hmm. That's this book after 20 some years of serving God. If I was you, I would run to the website. I would run right now. JimBakerShow.com. If your father means anything to you, if your husband means anything, if your son, if your pastor, whatever it takes, gift them this gift of this book because you're going to set them free like it has set me free to be able to be there and listen, if nothing else, to grow my personal relationship with Christ more than any other time in history so get the book. You know, I just, to, to explain the book, and I, maybe they can, they can, the devotion, the 30 devotions, to explain it, um, 
just like encounter, you have, you call them encounters. So 30 encounters with the Lord. And you have a scripture. And this is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. But in Isaiah 49, 16, see, I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. I mean, think about it. God's engraved you in the palm of his hand. It's mm-hmm. a pretty amazing, yeah, right? It's, amazing. it's pretty awesome. So, so Kelly has, so what she did was, it, it's really a brilliant idea, by the way. Just, just, this is just. Thanks, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs> this is so, this is so different. It's so unique. It, it's excellent. And now, so. I want to make sure people know, when they go to the website, do they look for Harrison House? Yes, they're going to, it's Harrison House. That's right. Because Harrison they're the publishing. publisher. Yes. That's the To your website. Yes. To my website. For Harrison House. That's yeah. right. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. And, and Harrison and House shipping directly and from the publisher. ships right from the publisher there. Yes. So I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Kelly, I've been recently uh, preaching on Hebrews 13.5. says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm, if people watch my show know I, mean, I preach a lot on that. But at the end of your book, you write about the gateway of hope. It sounds very much like that scripture. So could you share about finding that gateway of hope. Mm-hmm. That that is actually it's beautifully written, but um, it's from Hosea. I love that. And I learned I put it in the first chapter of this book, mm-hmm. which is we put that whole first chapter is available for yes. free. You know, to mm-hmm. for people to read through. It really is yes. to create faith that he would that he is speaking to us because right. yes. people don't believe that he's not right. speaking to me or right. I can't hear him. We mostly believe in him, but we don't believe in us. Well, if you, so I put that scripture in here because it's talking about, he says, and God's really talking about Israel. And if he's, he's also talking about us in this day. Um, And he says, I will allure her into the wilderness. I will allure her. And it says, uh, let me just read that because it really is, he is speaking to us. This is uh, Hosea 2, 14 through 16. To me, this is, he's, it's just so simple. We make way complicated over a very simple (laughs) thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, Therefore, behold, I will allure her, bring her into the wilderness and speak kindly to her. Mm. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Oh. I think anybody who's yeah. allowed him to take them out of their mess That's right. has found that where he takes you end up thinking, well, I don't know who I would be if that hadn't happened. Yeah. I'm not saying he caused all that, mm-hmm. but whatever in me brought me to that place, yeah. that has to go yeah. for me to be stable. Absolutely. So he's getting rid of those structures that we've leaned on. Hmm. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young. When I freed her from her captivity in Egypt, when that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. Wow. And so this new place is like we've served the Lord like a master, but I believe he wants us into that place of one. Men and women, it doesn't have anything to do with your gender. It just, our identity being yeah. one with him. Mm-hmm. And in that shaking has to happen because we've latched on to so many things. So that gateway of hope is an open door. It's the same door where Paul said, um, uh, in my weakness, and I love the passion translation. It says, my weakness is a portal or a doorway for his strength. Because where I am not weak, I can just go forward 
That's right. And w- without knowing this, I can just go forward in my own strength. And right. that is no strength at all compared Mm-mm. to his. That's, that's right. right. And in, even that strength is an open door for the enemy to come in and ride upon your strength. And the Lord wants to come in, fix your weaknesses, yeah. and then that same presence ride upon your strengths and anoint, anoint you in that way. And I loved, when I looked up those words, the word allure, this shocked me. And it gave me a context for mm-hmm. the rest of... Mm-hmm even the encounter Jesus had in the wilderness. It says Mm -hmm. the word allure means to be wide open Mm -hmm. and spacious, especially in a mental sense to cause to be simple. So it's simple if you're being allured, you kind of don't, it's not your part. It's someone's pulling you in. And then it says um, the meaning of the word wilderness is a pasture or open field for feeding cloth flocks and it means a mouth as an organ of speech so when jesus was drawn into the wilderness we focus on what satan did at the end but what was happening that satan would come to steal that word was that jesus had been being fed in that wilderness the words of the lord the children of israel god called them into a wilderness not for attack but for feeding. Wow. Mm. And when we look at the wilderness mm. things, we call wilderness are the hard things, but what we need to be realizing is Satan has hit us with hard things because God was already calling us into wow. a space apart so for us, him to feed us with his words. And I feel like if you'll let him feed you his words yeah. about you, yeah. then those are the words you feed back at yes. the devil yes. and defeat his plan because you're no longer connected with Satan's words because they're not inside anymore. That's right. Wow. And um, so that's the power of that really being that's uh, incredible. the gateway of hope yeah. is the, yeah. be just a doorway to go into something deeper with him in your identity with him. Amen. I wow. want to thank Kelly Copeland for being with us today. And don't forget you folks, this month is our Dig Another Well. We're believing God to Amen. dig all the dirt out of our wells that has been thrown in there. And we're going to have victory in Jesus. So we're asking you to join that Dig Another Well Club. We're believing God for a thousand people to give a thousand dollars this month to help us dig out the dirt that was thrown in our well and let the waters flow freely. So you can just call and and make that (laughs) gift at 1-888-988-1588. We want to thank Kelly Copeland yeah. for being with love us today. You, Kelly. We love thank you, Kelly, so thank much you. for being with us. God bless you. Remember, God loves you. He really does. Yes. Bye-bye for today. <laughs> Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you for watching today's program. Will you pray about standing with us by calling 1-888-988-1588? That number again is 1-888-988-1588. Or you can connect with us on our website at www.jimbakershow.com. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Stand with us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world.